Divorce Double Podcast. I'm David. And I'm Rachel. Follow us as we dive into all the positive and negatives of post-divorce recovery. Stay tuned for some real and sometimes raw end-of-the-road divorce topics. Please put on your big pants because we're full of honesty, authenticity, and irrefutable truths. This progressive podcast ain't for the faint heart. Enjoy. Uh, this is gonna this is gonna distract me. It looks like a little alien head, like one of those things from the um I'm recording. What's it called? Um are you recording? <laughs> yes, recording, oh. yes. <laughs> Welcome everybody out there to Divorce Devil episode zero nine four, six episodes away from I love do count. One hundred. <laughs> Six cups of coffee. We have a special guest who's been with us before on the mic. You want, it, you want to introduce her? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's Peggy. She, hey, Peggy. She's back. It, it's been a couple of 20, 30 episodes since she's been on the mic. <laughs> it's been like before she date, 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 dated. What? So that's like seven dates. Seven boys. Different dates. Boys? Hold on. What are you talking about? I've only dated one person. That was Jesus. Okay. Was Jesus? Jesus. Alien Jesus. I don't know what you're talking about. So episode 94, it's titled, Things We Haven't Completely Healed From After Our Divorce. (laughs) I'm glad we don't have YouTube going right now. Damn. (laughs) Things We Haven't Healed From Completely After Our Divorce. So (laughs) since since this is your thing. Yes. Yes. Okay. So in... Re, um, researching the divorce um, recovery thing that you had done and just oh my gosh talk are you about- seriously having a brain fart like, no I feel like I'm you messing just- with you okay, she's think- so easy to mess with I think she just had a stroke no <laughs> no he's playing with colors over here he's got lights look it you don't see the disco <laughs> happening in the back here oh my goodness fuck Jesus fuck things we right. haven't completely healed Aaron from Jesus. after our divorce yes Yes. So, in researching for divorce recovery, because we're looking into maybe starting, you know, looking, helping other people further from the pot uh, in the podcast. Though, um, okay, going we, through- we decided to be first, be single, right? Heal yourself, work through all that bullshit. We decided that first. What the hell? The guests come in and just start taking over the fucking show? I mean... I think so. God yes. damn it. Yes. Right, just go, Peggy. Yes. That's you go, girl. So, what haven't you healed from, Peggy? So I'm hearing that you have to heal first. Hold on, Yeah, red. you gotta do red. that first. Yeah, first. I, I'm getting angry with the okay. red. You need to put some purple or yellow. What's happening? <laughs> so you have to you gotta heal do that first. first. You gotta do that first. You gotta All do right. some work. Alright, do the work. Heal do first. Oh, wow. Can we, like, coin that? Yes. Like, zombie phase? Yes. Okay. <laughs> zombie whole phase. <laughs> zombie whole phase. Anyway, but go ahead, since you were interrupted. Go ahead. I know, rudely interrupted from okay. a guest. What the hell? Whatever. I mean, we love our guests, but, like, some just need to be put in their place. Do we know who I am? <laughs> oh, I forgot. I asked her who does her hair. She goes, um, I said, how much do okay. you pay for your hair? She goes, I'm Peggy Ulmer. I don't pay. <laughs> What the fuck does that even mean? We're getting back to the podcast, okay, folks. No, Thanks okay. for listening. All right. Goodbye, everybody. No, <laughs> just kidding. Um, no, so when I was reading through some of the steps of divorce recovery, I realized that I hadn't healed from small things that, you know, we have discussed in the podcast, but kind of like, you know, I, when you get married, you know, you plan on being in it forever. But when you're divorced and you're going through it, you're not really thinking about all the future things that are going to happen. Like I had said, I'm never going to have a 50th wedding anniversary. And this was brought up on social media. Someone's like, my parents just celebrated 50 years. They're having a big party for them, blah, blah, blah. Please send messages. I'm like, fuck. Now, like, I don't get that. So how do you heal from that? 
Um, I also, I, I think you have to go like, you know what? But I also have now three years of happy all in this new right person. Just and, because all those people yep. are, have been married 50 years, how many of them are actually happy? Yeah. And I said, you know, knowing that when I got out, I was at, I basically had this death of my soul. And then I was reborn into who I am now. And I wouldn't have gotten to where I am now if that didn't end. So now I'm like, everything I do from this point on is purely healing, making myself better, helping other people, you know, looking for answers that have like, did I admit, how did I miss all the red flags? Oh You're a phoenix. I yeah. am. Right? I mean, a diva phoenix, right? <laughs> Rising but, from the ashes. Right. So it's almost some things you don't really have to put a lot of energy into it, but it's like, oh, you know, I'm not going to have that. But if you dwell on what you're not going to have, you know, that's an empty place to live in. So I think what it was is like, you know, I'm in a relationship that is so loving and nurturing and healing and, you know, makes me become a better person. I'm like, look how far I've come. I said even even from episode 47 when I gave no fucks and forgiveness, I've come so far where like I actually do like believe now that you have to forgive yourself in order to give no fucks, right? Working on yourself. Yeah, so you have to heal from the things that aren't going to be, you know, that picket fence you're going to rock on the front porch or end up in the nursing home together and, you know, whatever. But it's a new normal and a new journey that you're taking and you know well, even though i haven't healed doesn't mean i'm not moving forward so what are some of the triggers that you have Ooh, that triggers. you had to work out when you started deciding okay i'm ready to date um my triggers you know, are is two legs two arms <laughs> he, he's breathing he's breathing <laughs> um no my triggers are definitely um i'm not a failure because my marriage failed I I said a trigger, but because I feel like no matter what I'm going to do, it's going to fail because I couldn't, I couldn't keep a relationship together. I couldn't keep a marriage or a family together. So any endeavor so you're is taking, you're taking all of that guilt. Yes. Yep. Guilt. It's on it's, yourself. And I think the guilt comes from, I may, I, sh I should have left a long time ago or he should have right. left or one of us should have left, but I was forced to leave, but I was also the bigger person and left. So that guilt in itself, like you broke it up, even though I didn't, there was a lot of things that went into it. was before. Right. Yeah, but because I actually moved out, I took on the guilt of, I actually moved out. I took, I, I caused the ending, ending of this. So what can you do in, in order to rectify that? How can you heal from those triggers or from those times where you beat yourself up? Do a podcast and make David talk to me about it all the time <laughs> and bring up shit I don't want to have to talk about. I think the biggest thing is communication. You just have to be open because everyone is broken on some level. Mm -hmm. To who, though? To the ex or just to no, friends, to, to yourself? whoever you're involved with. Like, okay. if you're going to be in a relationship, they're going to trigger you. You're They're going to yep. say or do something that's going to remind you maybe of, oh, oh that, you know, so-and-so did this. And, and it can even just be in a different tone that they do it. Right. And it's like... Well, before when I was feeling this, it was in anger. Now I'm feeling it and it's out of, I want you to trust me. I want to do this. I wanted to, but the verbiage is still a trigger, you know, because it's something like 
you know, mine was, why do you always have to be so loud? Why do you always have to be the center of attention? Why do you have to act like that? Why are you so blah? And I'm like, why am I so? No, why are you triggered by me being happy and myself yeah. and all this other stuff? And, you why know, why does he need you to be less? Yeah, exactly. So, so what can you tell our listeners to, how can they work on that? What's the, what's the, what's the workout phase of that? How do you I, become less, less? Well, I don't think you can get through relationship trauma without being in a relationship. Like you can heal yourself and acknowledge here's where things went wrong and stuff. But I think it's like riding a bike. You've got to get back on the bike mm. and ride to practice. Drive the cars. Right. Test drive. Or, you know, unless you're doing a Tesla that does itself. But um, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, kind of like a vibrator. But it's a different story. So then because when you're in a relationship, now you've got someone else's, you know, behaviors. For example, the guy I'm dating, you know. I felt he was a little jealous and that triggered me because I'm like, oh, no, I am not spending my time trying to prove to someone else I am trustworthy. Why is that? Because my ex always made those it's comments. It's a trigger. Right? It's a trigger. So yeah. we had to have a conversation of like, okay, I, how was that a trigger for him? His ex cheated on him. So we've had to sit and like have a conversation. Okay, well, this is why it bothers me and this is why it bothers him. So what can we do to mitigate that for both of us? Like you, I think that's the only way you actually get healed from past trauma in relationships is being in a new one and learning and talking about it. So I think, step in the deep end. Then. Yeah, I think we discussed this yesterday, even saying when you're talking to a new person in a relationship, you have to talk to them how you would talk to your bestie or right. if you have a sibling that you're really close to yeah. or someone that knows every piece of you. You want those people to understand you all. And in a new relationship, you don't want to just give them everything. But you also Not right have, away. Yeah. And then you I also. <laughs> Not I'm right like, away. You might as well know everything now. I And I almost kind of like I could kind of feel that it's a little sabotaging. Like, you know. Oh, yeah. Here, let me. Tell you All everything about me. And if you stay, right? I'll give you the time of day. But yeah, part of it. it is because I want you to know how I got here and why I am the way I am. So do you hand out like pamphlets when you, you know, <laughs> on a street? I probably or? should. I probably should. <laughs> is a it a trifold? Think a about everyone dating, though. Yeah. Like everyone's bringing the representative. Remember, yeah. Armando said this. Yeah. yeah. And I don't want someone's yeah, representative. It's a job interview. Job so interview the first. more open I am, it then allows them to be vulnerable and open with me. Like, oh, wow, she shared this. I I feel comfortable. Now the space is open for yeah. them to do the same. So it can go one or two ways depending yeah. on the person. Do you think there's a time limit on in a new relationship? Do you, I, I don't know. I think. Every also, relationship's different. At this at this point in your life, you know, you're the second phase or the second act, whatever you want to call it. Do you feel like people are more like, "Here's all my shit. I, I'm time's running out." Or do you think? Yeah, there is more- a sense of some people doing that. You can tell the eagerness of, "Oh my gosh, it's not even me that they give." You know, they want to be in a relationship. They just want the idea of being in a relationship, relationship. with someone. It's hard to be alone. So that. Is definitely a no for me when I see someone that eager. It's it, that to me is different than here are my things so that you can know me and tell me. Yeah, your but things you also so don't you. You don't want a desperate right? relationship. Yeah. Like I have to be with someone because I don't have to be alone. I know I right. I, I don't know. Tell me if this is true, David. With men, I think men like to be in a relationship. Like I've had multiple family member guys 
old, you know, any all age. Someone to take care as of. As soon as that's the, a yes. Yeah, that's a yes. You just yes. don't want to be alone, and yeah. you just don't want. Maybe you just don't want to take care of yourself. I don't know, but the I, thing I is, I think but, we can call you know exposing all your 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 problems or your life. We can call that the notebook. Yeah. You know how much of the notebook do you open? How much of the notebook do you expose? Yeah. When do you expose a notebook? Well, I remember when I was going through my grief counseling with when I lost my son. They said every person you meet. Pretty quickly, you decide how much of your story you want to tell them. Like, I'm not just going to walk down the street. I lost a child. Right. You know. Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to say, oh, well, my mom was my mom was an alcoholic. Hey, but if you have a connection with someone, or like you or said, or you want a connection, if you if if you're in a grief meeting or a divorce meeting, right? You're in a group, and these people are like minded because they're going through a divorce. Same thing. You might share like, oh, my, my my person cheated or this person did this or this is financial or right. this is that. Or, you know, I had a narcissistic mother-in-law or I had this. You're going to share those things because you know those people kind of know how you feel. But the intimate stuff of that, you're going to have to make a connection with someone. And I feel that's almost like a relationship. Like, okay, wait, what what brought me to you? What Other than, of right. course, when you're on dating apps and stuff like that, obviously the first thing you see is – Looks. Okay, their looks. But you have to get past that too right. because the next thing is personality and then it's vulnerability and then it's reliability and all when you're test driving cars. Right. So it's figure it out. you have to figure how much of your story you want to tell people. And I think when you're dating, it's really hard to because I had mentioned, you know, I put up so many walls. Because I didn't want to be vulnerable anymore. I didn't want you to know me. I, I just wanted you to know how much I hated men. So your notebook was closed. Yeah, absolutely. It was a hardcover with a lock like a diary. <laughs> you know, funny. so. But yeah, like, and it took yeah. me a while. But it took you to, a while like, to expose that notebook. Yeah. And like, you know, I say with Lance, like he was very quick to say how he felt. And I was just like, if I say it, I'm in. And then I was like, well, I want to be in, but I don't want to get too far in because when I get too far in, then that's when they break my heart or Something's that's when they happen. lie to me. That And you, like you always say, self-sabotage. Like, right. And that's definitely a you problem when he's yeah. done nothing but trying to make you happy. Yeah. So, and I have that too. And it also has to, like you said, communicate. Like I feel like now in this part of my life, I'm going to tell you it all without David tone because we you know David has none. Um, <laughs> that's all right. Um, just with no affect. There, and, and again, I'm very emotional. We know that. Um, but I'm going to say, here's what I'm feeling. I don't know why I'm feeling it. Maybe this, you know, there could have been all. And as I'm saying it, it's all getting processed. And sometimes by the end of the conversation, I'm like, oh, you know, I really don't feel like that. But it's because I had a rough day and found out like some of my parents aren't taking care of their kids or, you know, they're not, you know, doing the basics for their children. And now I'm like, I don't feel like someone's taking care of my needs because I'm doing everything or I'm always taking care of everybody at work. And then when I come home, I have to take care of everybody. But no, it's not like that. It really is. I am taking care of my heart is taking care of, you know, I know where I stand in my relationship and it's all because we can communicate. What's one thing you haven't healed from Peggy? What are you talking about? <laughs> you healed from everything. She's perfect. She's healed. She's being healed. What's something? What's, what's something um, you need to work on? Um, probably accepting that everything is good. Um, I think in the back of my mind that I'm still waiting for something to drop, the shoe to drop, right? Mm -hmm. Or yep. then you know, people don't stay. That kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So I I'm practicing being more in the moment appreciating what it is now and mm -hmm. if it doesn't work it doesn't work and that doesn't have a reflection on me it's yeah. just you know the relationship didn't work well, and, so. it, and and it comes to it comes down to it too like especially early on 
you have to both be an adult enough to be like, you know what? This is a great run, mm-hmm. but I don't think this is it's what we work. both want. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think that comes with time and healing. and So that, you know. I, I've had to practice that. It's yeah. just enjoying whatever it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Do you think you there's know? anything that you don't don't plan on healing from? Meaning like, you know, you're, are you typing over there? Yes, yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> Get out of my face. Get off me. I'm healed. Get off me. Why? Back up, sucker. <laughs> but you won't. No, something like, you know. You know, like your family's in all different parts of the country, right? Like mm-hmm. mine is, and I know yours is. And, you know, that togetherness of that unit that was supposed to last forever, I think that's my that's my thing. And then I have, you know, an no. experience today that was terrible. And I see that we all need to be very far apart because we might kill each other. No, I think time is the answer, honestly, because... Yeah. You know, like the person I'm dating now, everything's going very well. There have, like I said, I'm having some, it's new, right? So we're trying to learn each other. I think as time goes by and he's around longer and I'm around more than him, I think that kind of works itself out because at at some point you then have to trust, right? Yeah. It's only in the beginning where it's like the hardest. Right. Because it's, do I want to risk a broken heart Mm. for this person? Are yeah. they worth a broken heart? Yeah. So you have to decide that. And if it's a yes, well, then, you know, you just be very communicative. He and I both are. And I think, too, it, that's it. healing for me was, like I said, journaling. And now, of course, the podcast. But I feel the the best advice I could give, I, get, I actually just gave this to my daughters. She was struggling because she's a senior in college. She's got all these wonderful places that want her to work there, you know, from Texas to North Carolina, all these places. And she's like, I just can't decide. I said, well, get out a notebook paper on one page, put all the positives Mm -hmm. for each of them. And then on another page, put all the negatives, right? When you've read through them, get rid of the negatives and see how the positives are changing because you see the negative. And she's like, that's a great idea. And I says, there's a lot of self-speak when we are in a desperation, right? Uh, why am I here? You know, it'd be easier if I wasn't here. And not that you want to hurt yourself or not that you're, you know, at, you know, rock bottom, but you also have to speak to yourself how you would want to be spoken to. So like, mm-hmm. I am this, I am that. Like almost like manifesting. So I am going to get the job that I want. I am going mm-hmm. to do this instead of, well, I don't know. It's not going to work. It's not going to, like our 100th episode's coming on, but we have, you know, pretty cool opportunity you know, we're trying to get in the works. And I'm, I keep saying, like, this is going to be the best thing ever. This is going to be. Like, oh, I will be it. here. Speak I'm speaking it. it to it. And so it's it's all coming together from, you know, a lot of moving parts. And it's it's that dream of, you know, let's get ourselves out there. Let's figure it out. You know, we have an audience base, whatever. But I see a lot of people. And, you know, she's was in a – she's – I don't know what her relationship is. Plus, plus she's still young. Yeah, so I said you have to look at things and tell yourself because the only person that's really looking out for you is you. And if you're not healed, you can't be in a relationship. You can't be in a new job. You can't decide, you know, where you're going to live. You can't – there's a lot of things that can turn a positive into a negative. So why not just start with the positive? Right. And figure out where you're positive. And like well, all the time, I'm like, okay, I'm going to drive to work today. I am going to try not to tell little children that they suck. <laughs> yeah. Five minutes in, I'm like, you suck. No, just kidding. I think but, that's why you have to start out healed first yeah. after your divorce. Because mm-hmm. if you don't even know how to love you, how to set boundaries, mm-hmm. 
you then are you can't go into yeah. a relationship. And I think a lot of people do that too early. They do. You can't wash a car that has not been. You can't wax a car that has not been wet. Exactly. Right. That's right. what I'm trying to say. Well, you yeah. can't yes. wash a car they haven't bought yet. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Damn. Right? Look at how yeah. good I am. I told yeah. you I'm good off the cuff. Yeah. Changing topics. Or, or you haven't even test drove. You haven't test drove. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's yeah. lots of different car companies. Cars yeah. Out there. <laughs> some have sticks, some don't. I know. Yeah. I like big some have, sticks in the can. Some have five speeds, some have six speeds. Some have more than anybody can handle. Yeah. <laughs> some have known no speeds. No speeds. <laughs> some drive themselves. <laughs> they are all about themselves. Right. Um, no, so David, what you've been divorced a hot minute. Ah. <sighs> What have I not healed from? Well, it's been a long time. I'm pretty much healed. No, you're not. But every Stop now it. and then triggers like a song, like a place, uh, a person I see out, something like that will just kind of not take me down the rabbit hole. But it'll just get me on the edge of the rabbit hole and say, hey, wait a minute. Yeah, just just sit back. Yeah. So mine's more triggers than anything else. Well, mine, yeah. I, I think, too, is like um, when I was looking through the divorce recovery thing, I was like, I'm still angry that I was made to make to all the it. big decisions. I'm still angry that I had to find out all the bullshit because I needed, I left. I'm still like, I thought there was some things, but then there was a bazillion things. And I was like, if I didn't leave, it would still be hidden or it would still it's be. Because you're still fresh too. Yeah. And you so. Know, two years out, still fresh. Like today we had a family emergency kind of dynamic thing that was happening and we're all talking and this and that and my older son like lost his shit saying we're like we're stressing everybody out we're terrible parents all this stuff i go well what is he dealing with that you know it's not me Mm -hmm. this has nothing to do with him and i you know i get angry that i'm allowed to be talked to because i left like that and it's I always it's always gets thrown in my face. Well, you left and you decided, and we didn't ask for the divorce, and you did this and this. I'm like, just stop. It's been a long time. It's been a hot minute, like that mm-hmm. we've been separated and divorced. Like, but stop then, blaming me. You know, the question on that I would ask is, what do you expect me to put up with? What is too much? Oh, I already said. I'm like. I like do you I would ask him because he kept saying we need a family meeting I go there's not we're not a family family. the children and I are a family him and the children are a family we are we're a family dynamic but family meeting what the fuck are you five like stop you know so I don't know you're hurt and I can't help you with your hurt correct other than if you talk to me and he's like well the houses are all chaos I'm like you don't ever come to my house how do you know maybe your house is chaos because you live with your dad but like Stop. Stop talking to me like that. Stop doing this. And so I get angry that Mm -hmm. because of my ex saying shit about me back then, I think he's going better at it now because I've called him out. um, My kids still have this ideal that Mm -hmm. I was the problem. That will will come to pass over time. And I'm angry. Yeah. So I'm like, who, who sticks up for me? Who like, who's in my court? I mean, yes, Lance is always able, to, willing to listen and, you know, mm-hmm. gives me his advice and, you know, here's your, he doesn't ever tell me what to do or tell me what to say, but here's options or here how I would do it or here's how you, I think you should handle it because this is how you are because he knows me very well. And so I think, you know, I still think I have a little anger of me being played out as the bad guy. Yeah. Let there be light. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. But, you know, so, and, you know. But just, like Peggy said, you know, you got to take care of yourself. And, oh, yeah. And when all those things are coming at you, mm-hmm. you know, eventually you you get Teflon mm-hmm. and it doesn't affect you. Yeah. just slams. As much as so, it did at the beginning. Here, there was a TikTok I watched not long oh, ago. Jesus, and the guy said, hey, if, if <laughs> I look at TikTok. you and tell you you have blue hair, are you going to be upset? Are you going to believe I told you you have blue hair? Are you going to believe you have blue hair? No, because I know me and I know I don't have blue hair. Okay. So that it can apply to everything. If someone says this is the your blue hair No, I love that commercial. Blue hair. It's got blue hair. We know it's got blue hair. You ever see that? Are they turning into your parents? But I'm saying yes. you can apply that to anything. If someone's telling you, well, this was all your fault or blah, blah, blah. If you know it's not your fault, then it shouldn't even bother you. It's true. And I think that comes with, you know, Healing and knowing yourself and, mm-hmm. you know, what you're and willing time. to do. And time. Time is a big question. Just ask yourself, do you have blue hair? Yeah. I next mean, next time the kids get on, your, get on your nerves. Right. Do I, do I have, have blue, blue hair? hair? I don't is have blue hair. Blue? There we go. God, that's going to be a chapter right. in the podcast. That'll be easy. Do I have blue hair? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so is there anything you guys regret that you haven't dealt with or you keep just pushing away because you don't want to deal with it? Um, no, not really. Mm-hmm. Even, like, with yeah. your kid, like... You know, circumstances with the mom and all that. I just take that in stride. Yeah. You know? And I think, you know, yeah. it, it's one of those things where you just have to, I'm you give no fucks. You know what I miss? The one thing I do miss is when other people can have a cordial relationship with the ex. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have that. Yeah. So I kind of miss that, but I kind of don't. Well, you, you miss that you can't have a conversation with another adult who has so much entanglement in your life. In the kids, yeah. In yeah. the children, so, so it's so I kind of miss it, but I kind of don't. Yeah, because I've learned just to and co- I, compartmentalize and that and just put it to the side. And it's because I don't have blue hair. <laughs> I think Boom. I think what people miss too is the ideal of what a marriage is supposed to be, or the ideal of what a family unit supposed to be, or you know, you get married. You have kids, you live in the white picket fence. This was a commercial that that. was sold to us when we were little in every movie and every song. Yeah. Well, with the divorce rate, what is it, like 90% of people? Especially after COVID. Yeah. Like, oh, no, I can be unhappy with you while you're gone, but not while we're living in the house. Divorce lawyers during COVID online, (laughs) you're going to make a a killing. They did so good. (laughs) People had to be, were stuck. That was a good move. With their family. I got one for you. Okay. This is a deep one. What about the feeling of failure? Mm. In the new relationship? No, no in the divorce. old relationship. In the old relationship. Yeah, oh. when you have to let it go that you failed. Um, my failure comes from that my parents were divorced, so I'm a second generational divorce. Same. Divorce. So that's like a double failure. Um, that shouldn't be put on my shoulders, but you still accept it. I'm pretty sure that's in my genetics. My dad was married four times. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like a failure times five. Five times. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. And my my mom wasn't his last, so. Damn. Yeah, my my mom was number three. I would say that's Christian guilt. That's what that is. You mean alien Jesus? (laughs) That's what that is. If you have guilt because you got a divorce or because your your parents got divorced, believe in it. Yeah, that's Christian guilt. Hmm. Well, yeah. I I mean, if you have a religion where it's frowned upon to get divorced, like I know people that were kicked out of church because they were getting divorced and their husband was having the affair. Literally, yep. like actually having the affair with a babysitter that the church found for her. Because the only way <laughs> you can stay together for those amount of years is either, to me, is either one, don't care because you got old. Or, I actually saw a squirrel out the window. Or two, 
God damn. You see him? He's so fluffy. He's, he's my buddy. He's so friendly. Anyway, two. <laughs> this is what at, I deal with. Look at this is what face. I deal with. Miller podcast. Yeah. She sounds like a smoker a with her laugh. And yeah. I'm the smoker. How is this? Yeah. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't that uh, character named Dudley? Oh, no, Muttley. Muttley. That's how Lance has me in his phone. Muttley. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So think about the person you Squirrel. were when you were 20. Yep. And you're 30. Yep. And you're 40. How do you stay married to the same person through all of that without actively going through therapy, going talking about some serious stuff, and co- always being conscious about how you are treating the other person? Because think about people who have been married 10 years. They're not dating their spouse anymore. The, it's only amazing at the beginning because they're trying so hard. They're putting in all that effort. But after a certain amount of years, people stop. How do you expect to stay married for so long when you're already changing? Well, and our, I mean, our generation, general, I mean, you're super old, David, but, yeah. you know. Are you a boomer? Yep. Yeah. Oh, boomer, so baby. our generations, especially your generation, was. Gen X is badass. You get married. You stay married. Stay married. There's no, no divorce. What? It's sick. You shackled Stay for the kids. You shackled Stay together. Stay for those kids. You make their lives miserable yep. too. <laughs> <laughs> Give them trauma so then the divorce people, the, then right. the therapists have jobs That's years right. down the line. Never stay for the kids, folks. No. And I think we were the first generation that was like, you know what? We're not going to put up with that. Right. And then we just raised shitty kids. But anyway, <laughs> sorry, I'm just having I mean, Um. Yeah, but like because. Of the way we were raised, we tried to change the way our children were raised, and then they were given more of a voice than we had as children. Because I was always like told, "You should be seen and not heard." Shut up, sit in the corner. So I need to do exactly what my parents are going to say. Like, so they got married. They were miserable. They were fucking miserable. They fought all the time. They did this, you know, left, cheated, all this stuff. So I'm supposed to stay in a miserable life, and I'm not supposed to work on who I am. I'm supposed to be barefoot and pregnant in a home, you know, taking care of the kids, not supposed to have a job, all that. Well, Christian guilt. We were also, well, my mom was very Catholic. My dad was very atheist, so I'm just that fucking confused, whatever. Um, so you're welcome. I keep telling you a little bit of my life. There you go. It's only going to be 100 episodes. Um, so I know the guilt, and I know the I don't give a fuck work together so they cancel each other out yeah out. and you yeah. you're it's caught in the middle so it's like i don't know what side of the the wall to fall off of or do i just build up the walls higher do i just make the wall around me like you know so i think that part of my part of my life triggers were i didn't i wasn't raised by a very strong woman but i wanted to be a strong woman for my daughter and mm-hmm. so when my daughter isn't strong, I'm like, I failed. Yeah. When my marriage isn't strong, I failed. Because as a woman, you're supposed to keep the house together. You're supposed to keep everybody the same unit together. You're supposed to be the loving, doting, no. love that mom. But now, but it's not no, true. men lead. Well. Men are supposed to lead. Because if they don't lead, then the woman has to be masculine. And then the male is wow. in there. But I think women where, can be both. Where is Armando? <laughs> Let me tell you where Armando is. <laughs> anyway, Peggy. He would disagree. Yeah. Peggy. We didn't have the power. Peggy. Yes. Closing thoughts. I For people out there who haven't completely healed from after well, no, their divorce. You know, Peg- okay. I will say something. There is a relationship school in Boulder. And that guy teaches I'm not going. a weekend course. It's in Boulder. is phenomenal. 
And I think if I was newly divorced, that was the first place I would go. Well, that's what we are talking. David did the divorce divorce recovery, and that's a helpful divorce. Like, yeah, divorce. divorce. Well, what's divorce. the one that Lisa went to? The one she paid seven hundred bucks oh, for. I know. I almost swallowed my. Tongue. You're like I paid like I got thirty five bucks. 20, Twenty bucks, baby. Yeah. I went to that weekend course, and I tell you, I learned exactly how my marriage was, and what I thought it was. Like it was completely different. And how not to take that to the next relationship. Yes, and how, and how I want to communicate to my next partner. And how your new partner so, is not your ex. Right. And I think the no relationship joke. I had before Lance thing, I'm thankful for it because it taught me that I'm not going I'm no longer going to accept people telling me what reality is or telling me how to live my life or telling me how I should behave or telling me how to act. Where like when I came into a relationship with Lance, you know, we joke around, I'm like, you're not the boss of me, but I want your input. Like I you you don't get to tell me what to do. Right. But I'm asking well, you what you think I should so do or what how is your we do closing it. thoughts. Rachel. I always have two pro- people. This is what it should look like. Okay, Miss Fingers Peggy. fingers yeah. together. And well, you just came before this new relationship, you came out of a couple that were not honest. Uh, and so it comes thoughts. into stop talking, David. <laughs> that you bring that into the new relationships and stuff no. like that. What are you doing? Going to see other people. <laughs> stop. <laughs> <laughs> this is the church. This is the steeple. But no, like, you know, I think the things that you haven't healed for from from your divorce can also make you stronger because, you know, there's More other aware. things you have. Yeah, you you have to deal with. You may not be ready to deal with all of them or it might just be a little tiny thing like, OK, you're not going to have a 50th anniversary. So what? But you yep. might have a really happy relationship right. and a really happy life and, you know, do things that you want to do. Have a podcast that's doing great and, you know, get yourself out there and, you know, live your dreams. Live your What's your dreams. closing well, thoughts, David? We want to thank everybody for listening. David! <laughs> what are your closing thoughts? That was all over the place, ladies. That was actually pretty good. Well, yeah. that's Very Rachel. She's good. always all over the place. I yeah. saw a squirrel. That was really cool. Yeah. That was like one of my favorite episodes. I'm over here trying to keep us on the road. We're gonna, then she uh, called that doesn't me happen. Out. We're going to put the the website for that. Yeah. Uh, the, Relationship school. That is, yeah. Relationship school in Boulder. Yeah. There he is. See His wagon is little tail. Anyway, we want to thank everybody for listening to... <laughs> Sorry, Lance. I love you, babe. Uh, Have a nice night, everybody. Goodbye. Love you. Bye.